It's hey, it's okay. He's got he's got Kleenex in the other room. You can go use one of those. Well, that felt pandering. Or that's not the right word. Anyway, I'm um, not branding here. He has tissue. That felt he has facial tissues. <laughs> Oh, that's what I meant. You're trying to turn it on us. The whole yeah, thing when you, you said. When you cry, do you just let it air dry on your face? Yeah. No. Okay. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> to work till 11 tomorrow and then there was just like dead silence crickets like none me and the rest of our friends just didn't react and then they were <laughs> they went on to say huh i i thought there'd be more fanfare for that <laughs> um that made me laugh that was a good moment uh something else i feel like there should be more fanfare for which is a, a, fun to say is um uh, media related podcasts and on that note i'd like to tell you that you made it pull up a chair it's the tv boys the show where we the boys we talk about tv each week here on the tv boys we pick a subject and dive into it and how that subject makes tv fantastic it's usually a person and in fact this week it is and before we get into that, I just want to tell you who's hosting for you. It's me, Izzy. Who else we got here? I am Thomas. And of course, I'm Johnny. It's just, it's just the usual crew. <laughs> the usual crew. One of these surprise, day, surprise. One of these Let's days, get it. It's, it's going to be different. Yeah. <laughs> but until then, you got us. <laughs> Who are we talking about this week, boys? Uh, of course. This week, we are talking about the one and only Jermaine Clement. And I'm so excited about this episode. Um, Before we get too deep into Jermaine Clement, let's just give a quick IMDb top four. Who's got that for me? Jermaine Clement's IMDb top four are Flight of the Concords, obviously. Bandit, what We Do yeah. in the Shadows. Mm. Men in Black 3, which I was unaware of. He's the villain. Really? Yeah. We'll talk more. Right, we'll get into it later. What else? And another another blind side to me, he's also in Moana. All yeah. I can say As, is yeah. that you're welcome. But he did well, that's Zappa, the rock. Dappa, dappa. But yeah. yeah, he plays like the big crab guy who talks about shiny. Shiny. Yeah, shiny. <laughs> anyway, let's get into it. <laughs> Before we dive into the works, let's learn a little bit about the man. Uh, what's his name? Where's he from? Jermaine. Atia Mahana Clement was born on January 10th, 1974 in Masterton, New Zealand, and was raised by his Maori mother. Uh, he was raised with his two brothers. He attended Makura College in Masterton. After graduation, he moved to New Zealand's capital, Wellington, where he studied drama and film at Victoria University of Wellington. There he met 
Taika Waititi, with whom he went on to form uh, So You're a Man and The Humor Beasts, both were precursors to uh, Flight of the Concords. At that at university, uh, he met Brett McKenzie, with whom he uh, performed in Edinburgh and uh, formed Flight of the Concords. Beginning their live act in the early 2000s, the duo's comedy and music became the basis of a self-titled BBC radio series in 2004, and then went on to become the HBO uh, television series that we all know and love. One of the, the first things that uh, sticks out, I think, on Jermaine Clement's TV credits is, is One Night Stand on HBO. Uh, did you happen to check this out? Yeah, so I, I did watch this, and I watched more than just their episode. So One Night Stand um, is an HBO stand-up series that first aired in 1989. Uh, the half-hour series aired weekly and featured stand-up comedy specials from some of the top-performing comedians at the time. The series ended after uh, four seasons, but then was brought back in 2005 um, and that is the the fourth season if you look it up on HBO Max, and that's where you, that's the season that you're gonna find um, the Flight of the Concords, uh, like a very very early performance. It might have been like their first like American televised uh, performance, but it is it's very funny. And uh, there are like uh, some of the songs I had heard before, but there were at least two songs that I had not heard. Um, I had not heard in it in any way. And I, I just, I'm, I consider myself like a super fan and like, I was so excited to hear uh, two new songs by flight of the Concord. So I would highly recommend that for anybody who hasn't seen it. Um, I also, uh, there's a, there's Bill Burr does an episode. I watched that and there's some of those, uh, you know, people who are uh, kind of coming up in 2005. Uh, it's, it's really funny. I would, I would highly recommend it, but of course, specifically flight of the Concords. So, just just in case you're not super familiar with Flight of the Concords, we've mentioned it a lot now. Yeah, uh, I, I think we should explain that a little bit because it's also not extremely uh, clear, even if you're just passively familiar, because it is uh, a music duo, it, it, Jermaine Clement and Brett McKenzie, and they have albums of music, they perform live, but there's also a show of the same name yeah. that's a fictionalized version of these musicians lives. So just to be clear, when we're talking about, you know, so songs we haven't heard is because they use music in so much of their show, but they also, you know, produce these albums and there's hidden gems that aren't really on either. Yeah. Say. And it's all comedy oriented yeah. uh, songs. And um, I, I personally, am such a huge fan of that genre that it has annoyed close personal friends and I've been pulled <laughs> aside at parties and been told like you know nobody wants to hear punch you in the jeans by Lonely Island Jonathan like <laughs> stop doing that <laughs> like uh, I, I feel, just I love I, this I think stuff. you might be hanging out with the wrong people but uh, I, I also I, I get what you mean yeah yeah <laughs> um but let, well, let's dig into Flight of the Concords, the show, since we're, we're already talking about it so much. Absolutely. Thomas, can you tell me a little bit about Flight of the Concords? So Flight of the Concords was created, written, and executively produced by Jermaine Clement, um, as well as, and his name escapes me, uh, Brett, McKenzie. Brett, McKenzie. Brett McKenzie. It is an American sitcom that was first shown on HBO in 2007. 
Uh, the series centers on the day-to-day lives of musicians Jermaine and Brett, played by, you guessed it, Jermaine <laughs> and Brett, playing fictionalized versions of themselves who have uprooted from their native country of New Zealand to try to make it big as a folk duo in New York City. Um, the two have frequent appointments with their ineffectual band manager, who's hilarious, uh, <laughs> Murray Hewitt, Hewitt uh, played by Rise Darby, Reese. Right? I think it's Reese, but I'm yeah. not sure. <laughs> Reese Darby, uh, a deputy cultural attache at the New Zealand consulate, which is, is such a <laughs> and that weird. He, right? he has like such a, a bizarre <laughs> job and a low position at it, but he does have his own office. One of my, like, I don't know. Like, w- there's a time when someone comes in and shows him a poster that says New Zealand rocks with three exclamation points and then just like a beautiful picture of some New Zealand scenery featuring some large rocks. And Murray is like, um, how about another exclamation point? And they like look at it, look back at him, and they're like, No. You're like, All right then, and they leave. And it's just like, what is this man's job? Yeah, yeah. yeah, like you never really understand what his day-to-day like actual job is because he's always like going out to lunch or meeting the band like in his office. Yeah. What I what I always thought was like the only bad thing about Flight of the Concords is that it's not still running, that it was so short, too short. I always, you know, assume that someone else canceled something great, but I do think it's interesting to note that it wasn't really that so much that it got canceled, but that Mackenzie and Clement, you know, I, I think they really loved what they had made, but they didn't want to do a third season that, that making the show took up so much of their time that they couldn't do other things they wanted to do. And like continuing to do that, Mackenzie said would stop being fun to like push, push for more and stop doing other things they wanted to do. So Good for them. Like, I guess that's cool that, you know, it wasn't about money. It wasn't about being canceled. It was about two artists who made a fantastic show and then wanted to move on. Yeah. I mean, you can't expect two people to write a show and write and record a comedy album every year. Like that takes so much like, and actually for it to be as good as this show is like, uh, like I think one of them made a comment over like quality over quantity with the second season. Cause I believe the second season was shorter than the first is like, they just, they wanted it to be good. And if they felt like it wasn't going to be good, then, uh, they just didn't make it. And I think that's super respectable. Um, <clears throat> I just wanted to go on a little bit. Jermaine and Clement constantly, uh, Jermaine and Clement. Jermaine and Brett constantly fend off the amorous attentions of Mel, uh, who is played by Kristen Shaw. She's a married woman who is their sole fan and stalker. Their friend Dave Mahumbi, or Mahumbai is played by Arj Barker, and he works at a pawn shop and gives them advice on dealing with American women and culture. Uh, a fun side note, I thought uh, Eugene Mir- Mirman uh, plays their landlord. He's, a, he's an occasional character, um, but he voices... Gene Belcher on Bob's Burgers and Kristen Shaw 
Uh, she is the voice of Louise Belcher on Bob's Burgers. They're yeah. two very distinct uh, voice actors, at least to me, because I love that show so much. And I just love that those shows are connected in that way. Well, and she's immediately identifiable. Oh, she, yeah. Like, she... immediately identifiable as being in Bob's Burgers. Him, not so much. I Dude, I could immediately pin that his voice sounded familiar. Yeah. They're, like, in a, they're in an elevator. And yeah, he's, he's like, always in an a elevator. a serious <laughs> conversation. He's like, can I butt in here for a second? What do you think of this? And he, like, holds up a faucet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, what are you talking about? He's like, I'm putting him in the building. Yeah. And they're like, okay. And they, like, keep talking. And he's like, go on, give it a... And, like, makes a noise. <laughs> and, like, super funny. But yeah. the voice, I, like, almost ignored the joke because I was, like, caught off guard. I was like, the voice sounds familiar. But he's obviously, like pushing his natural voice to a different limit yeah. when playing as Gene. But I mean, I, I, I heard the connection there, but no, it's a... But yeah, Kristen Shaw, she's... I mean, she's done a ton of other stuff besides Bob's Burgers. Like, she has just a very distinct voice. Yeah. But um, you were bringing up, like, how unique and kind of offbeat this humor is in this show. And, like, uh, do you think that this show... Do you think the humor... Do you think the New Zealand brand of humor is more accessible than, like, British humor? Because I feel like if America was... Australia, New Zealand humor is Canadian humor. I don't know. I'm trying to like draw some kind of parallel. I like think it's if it's you're familiar really with British particular. humor. Particular. Yeah. If you're familiar with British humor, this will be like a diagonal transition for you. If you're not, I think it's even further away from American it's, humor. It's it's so it's very dry and like I don't I it's hard to explain. I and, mean you well, just dry but like extremely blunt and in your face and like you almost feel dumb when you don't get it. And I don't know if that's exclusive to Americans, like yeah. to me as an American, or if it's just like, that's what they're going for is they want to like get you with some, but also like try and get above your head, but just far enough that you feel the breeze. And like you, you think back and you're like, Oh, hang on a second. I got what they were trying to do there. It's like, I don't know. I think I'm painting myself out to appear dumb, but really what I'm trying to say is like, I think they hit you with the one, two, one, two, and then they get you with like a, a slightly higher brow one. It's not, it's not high brow. It's not like a, a math joke or anything. No, but there are, there are comparatively lower brow jokes stacked up again, like, and then they lead into a, a higher brow joke. Yeah. Like and then, they, and then after that, uh, obviously tip or not obviously typically they'll lead into like an extremely long ham fisted song about what just happened. And yeah, I use yeah. ham-fisted ham in, like, the best spot. They're driving home this point to no end. Like, and with a music video. <laughs> yeah, with yeah. Music. So like, Someone will make a point, and then they'll, like, <laughs> jump into a music video about that point. Yeah, so there's, like, at least one song. If you haven't seen it, there's, like, at least a song or two worked into every episode that has, like, something to do with either what the characters are going through or what they're thinking. And it's usually in, like, a music video format. But they're always very, very funny, humorous songs and... Uh, they're just they're done so well and like there's really there's really nothing else like this out like there there's no. nothing else that really I mean it just takes so much work and thought and it's it's one of my favorite shows yeah. of all time as far as its comedic style I honestly I haven't seen enough um, television from New Zealand to know if this is representative of a particular style or if it's just the uniqueness of Brett McKenzie and, and Jermaine Clement. Like I really, I really don't know. Well, 
I I mean I have watched. We're going to talk about it later. I have watched the movie of uh, what we do in the shadows, right? And that is a um, that's a Kiwi film, and it, it does no, kind of sure, feel but the it's, same. But like it's it written feels. and directed by Jemaine Clement and so Taika Waititi. So if it's like I'm saying, so, if it's like, <laughs> I don't know, maybe it's just them. Yeah, you're right. Like, may, like maybe know. it's just them or. I don't know. Maybe it's maybe the whole island is that funny. I, well, I do feel like it's different from from the British humor yeah. television shows I've seen. Um, but I also like I I need to watch more Australian TV and New Zealand TV to to be able to make that comparison. I think. Yeah, uh, but I mean, just we have to push on because there's so many other funny, great things to talk about, but. Uh, I think it was brought up before. I just want to point out one more time. I've never done with this with any show ever in my life. I still have not watched the last episode of this show because I refuse to as long as I have not seen it. Like I always have one more episode, one more new episode of flight of the Concords. And like, I love this show so much that I I don't know. I've just uh, adopted that. And um, it always gives me something to look forward to. That's how, uh, but it's I, it's I don't know. It's just that good to me. Jemaine Clement was in one episode of Tim and Eric. Awesome show. Great job. Um, I'm a big fan of that show. Big fan of Tim and Eric. They were in the episode Tennis in season four. In this episode, Tim and Eric make a million dollar wager on a tennis match between the two of them. During the game, there's a montage of Tim and Eric uh, making like increasingly absurd yeah, volleys, yeah, like going like, oh, and like diving in slow motion. And it's all, it's all pretty wacky, but in this like montage, it's just like flashing back and forth between the two of them. And in the middle of that, uh, you see, uh, you see Jermaine and Brett both dressed up as in the same costumes. And like Brett has a blonde wig on cause he's Tim, but <laughs> yeah. it's just like smashed on over top yeah. of his hair. Like it's all poorly done. Uh, but for just like a little bit, they are making a- absurd volleys. Yeah. And I think, um, Jermaine starts like doing like a poorly clip art, like hacky sack with the volley, with the, with the, the tennis, tennis ball, ball on his knees and then like hits it. It's, it's, totally crazy and it only it's only like five seconds long five seconds long um it was very funny though the episode is very funny but also they are cheered on on the sidelines by all three members of the lonely island and fred armison they are just in the sidelines of this sketch with a whole bunch of random people uh yeah it it was i thought it was really funny uh tim and eric's not for everybody i'm not going to go into that whole thing uh but that's on hbo max if you want to see that episode it's episode it's season four uh, episode tennis. I know we don't talk too much about films, and for you to be talking about it, but I mean, oh, is here we go again. Hey, open that blind. Okay. There has to be pigs, or hell has frozen over. Oh man, you're looking in the sky for pigs. I because get it. Because Israel is talking oh, about a movie. You know, there's plenty. Of, there's work. plenty of movies that I like, and <laughs> some of those movies include the Men in Black franchise of yeah. course i was gonna see men in black three back in 2012 i mean it's been a while i don't know that i've watched it since i've probably watched the first one since anyways that's neither here nor there but jermaine clement is boris the animal he's he's the baddie uh, it's a fun time i mean if you already love men in black why wouldn't you want more 
So. I I really want to rewatch this because um, I definitely have seen it, but I saw it before I was a fan of Jermaine Clement. I had not yeah, seen Flight of the Concords at the time, so I, I'm probably in the same I boat there. Want to rewatch it? Um, yeah, check it out. All right, Israel. Uh, back to the main event, the main course, what I would call the main thing that we do here: uh, TV. And Clement was a director of 2014's Short Poppies. Uh, if you're asking yourself what that is, it is a New Zealand mockumentary TV series starring, created, and written by Reese Darby uh, Murray from uh, Flight of the Concords, uh, and directed by Jermaine Clement and Michelle Walsh. Um, nice. I you know what is a great cartoon? Is it's, it Moana? Uh, well, sure. But... Okay. Also, Rick and Morty. <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> I love Rick and Morty. Do, do I do you too. Know what pairs well with cartoons as far as comedy goes? What farts? <laughs> You're not wrong. You're so not what? Wrong there. So like, honestly, what could be funnier than if you're going to be a voice something in a cartoon? Why don't you voice? a sentient fart yeah uh, uh so he's in the episode he's not a sentient fart he's like a a gas cloud he's a gas cloud you say gas cloud immediately after you say he's not a sentient fart <laughs> he, he's like he's a sentient <laughs> gas like cloud from another dimension and rick makes fun of him yeah. and like they they name him fart uh yeah. but yeah. Uh, I just love I love his voice acting so much. I love Jermaine's voice. Um, I'm not and he does, like I he wish does I sing could a mimic song, it. Right? He sings Moon Man. Yes. In the episode, the world can be one together. It's so good. Cosmos <laughs> without hatred. So he's a sentient gla- gas cloud named Fart. If we're gonna be splitting hairs yeah, over here, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> he is not a fart. It's not that lowbrow. He's a fart. He's a fart in, in a list of people <laughs> named Fart. <laughs> anyway, it's a, it's a great episode of Rick and Morty. Uh, um, if you've seen that show, I'm sure that's one of the episodes you love. If you haven't seen it, uh, that would be a good episode to start off on. I think yeah. it's uh, it's really goofy. If you didn't stop listening, uh, I promise we'll stop using that word. Yeah. All right. <laughs> 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 We're going to stop talking about farts. Yep. Uh, back to the <laughs> back to the big screen. And I know, I know it's me, but uh I feel like, you know, Disney's big enough that you got to turn your head and pay attention to Moana. Um, Jermaine Clement's role, it, it, from what I remember of seeing this movie, you guys have both probably seen it more recently and more often than I have, but I've definitely seen it. Um, was basically just like, I remember a music video with the crab. So he just like was there to sing a song and I remember loving it. I thought yeah. it was great. He does. Uh, it's it's a pretty main role. I did watch an interview uh, with Jimmy Fallon, and he told a story about going to like some kind of like Comic Con convention or something, and he he saw two people, uh, like one dressed as um, Tafiti, like the spirit of the island, uh, and one dressed as uh, the Rock's character. What's his name? Can't remember. Uh... Anyway, but uh, those two were taking a picture together and he said he just like snuck in there and was like, oh, this will just like blow their minds and like went into their picture and they just like looked over at him like, what are you doing? (laughs) And he was like, "Uh, I'm the crab. Like I I do the voice of the crab. And they were like, so you do a good impression? 
And he was like, no, I'm the crab. <laughs> he was like, they had no idea who I was. Oh, man. I thought I thought that was super funny. Um, yeah. I lo- Like I said, I love his voice acting. It's just, it's so unique. And the second I hear it, yeah. you, like, you know it's him. He has, like, a certain, like, rich timbre and also, like, a, a strange accent that's, you know, not British, um, not Australian. You know it's him it's, right away, yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah. He also uh, did the Maori dub for Moana. Yeah, so yeah, I did see that too. He's in more than one version of it. I'm glad he got to do that. Which is cool because he's half Maori. Right, it, and it's a, it's, a good, it's a good movie. My favorite is Hey Hey, the chicken. Very funny. Well, another thing that came out in 2016 was HBO show called Divorce. And Jermaine Clement was in the first season of Divorce. It's a comedy drama series created by actress and writer Sharon Horgan, uh, who you've seen some of her work. One of my favorites is The Increasingly Poor Decisions of Todd <laughs> Margaret. She's a, a main character. Watch that. So good. Um, Divorce is set in New York and stars Sarah Jessica Parker. I'm sure you know her as Carrie from Sex in the City. And Thomas Hayden Church, who probably the more popular pool is he's Sandman from Spider-Man 3. Uh, but to me, I'll never not see him as Lyle Vandergroot from <laughs> George of the Jungle. Do you guys remember George of the Jungle? You brought that up the other night. Yeah. I've not seen that. It's a Brendan Fraser. I've not seen that George, George, George of the Jungle. I, Watch I out for that tree. Yeah. And then like he smacks the tree. It's a Tarzan spoof, essentially. It's just Tarzan, but Dumb. spoofed. <laughs> Uh yeah, but and Brendan Fraser's Tarzan yeah, it's a classic. I don't know if it holds up. Don't hold me to that. Uh, anyways, Lyle Lyle Vandergroot, which is to say Thomas Hayden Church's character, um, and Sarah Jessica Parker are middle aged divorcing couple. Uh, they're Francis and Robert Dufresne. Uh, Clement plays Julian Renault. And I guess just because of the last name, I think I, I honestly I watched the whole first season and I don't feel like I totally got the joke. Like it was funny in moments just because Thomas Hayden Church's performance can be funny. He's a wacky guy, gives a fun performance, but he kept calling Jermaine a Frenchman and everyone just kept correcting him like he's not French. <laughs> Like the entire show, and in the, in the in the last episode of the season, like someone says something about I don't know, I don't even know if anybody says anything, but like another character is like, oh, I thought he was French, and it was like, I guess that was like the deep, the last punchline because it was the whole time it was it was just Robert saying he was French and everyone else correcting him, and then at the end, someone else says, I thought he was French, but like. He doesn't. He uses his regular New Zealand accent. I don't understand. Like he talks to him, and he keeps calling him a Frenchman. And I don't. <laughs> I don't understand that joke. I did at first, and then it just kept going to a point where I stopped understanding it. And that was kind of my biggest takeaway from divorce. <laughs> so, uh, I don't know. It's on HBO. Is it funny? I think. Yeah, there were there. Thomas Hayden Church is funny in this show. I think maybe it would be funnier if you, like, feel good 
at this point in your life about a past divorce you had. Okay. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> so I don't, I don't really know that I can relate. Okay. Nice. So well, that being said, yeah, Jonathan, I think that there's, you have men, many might not be the right word. I feel like you have a legion of feelings regarding our next thing. I sure do, and I can't wait to tell you about it. It was my What Have You Been Watching last week, if you listen to that episode. From 2017 to 2019, um, Jemaine Clement played Oliver Bird in Legion. It is an American television series created for FX by Noah Howley, uh, creator of Fargo series and slated to write slash direct the upcoming 2023 installment of the J. Abrams verse. What is the the next the next Star Trek movie in the, J, the next in the Star J, Trek. in the Kelvin timeline in okay. the J. Abrams verse? I see. Yeah, uh, it's based on a Marvel Comics character, David Holler slash Legion. Uh, so David Holler was diagnosed with schizophrenia at a young age and has been a patient in various psychiatric hospitals after um, he has an encounter with a fellow psychiatric patient he is confronted with the possibility that there may be more to his mental illness uh, than he thought Um, so I'm trying not to give too many spoilers about this show because there's like just so much to uncover like it's there's so much to this show um it it's basically x-men mixed with uh horror movies uh horror movies in general specifically insidious um both with the um with the score with the music and with some some very prominent themes it feels like insidious um but uh, honestly i have not seen anything filmed like this before uh i consider it the ultimate who is crazy show and it it, i think it's filmed in a way that if you watch enough like maybe like three or four episodes of the first season you feel like you're the crazy one because like (laughs) just with the way it's filmed and edited Mm -hmm. it goes beyond like oh wait was this before or after this event it goes into like is this before, after, is it real? Is it in an imaginary world? Is it in like the astral plane? Is that real? And like, who's in this? It, it just, it, it gets so crazy and it's so deep. Um, but honestly, it's, it's, uh, I would consider that filming kind of trippy at so times. I, I can't believe you just said it. I actually can. I, from a fresh take, a little fresh perspective on the show. I'm just now getting into it. Uh, you know, so great. Can't believe I slept on it this long. Um, what I want, what I was going to say is I don't, I don't like using the word trippy when describing TV shows because I feel like it's overused. And so the meaning of it has morphed. Yeah. I but think that might be the first I time would, I've ever said it. On I think, podcast. I think so, like... but I would 100% <laughs> describe this show as trippy. It's also gripping. It's also thrilling. It's also confusing. Like there's a lot it's of adjectives, very confusing. but yeah. most of the shows I talk about, I would not give them the accolade of trippy, but I certainly give that to this one. I love that you mentioned, cause it's a, it's a common theme with some of the things we like, some of the things our fans like of a show that you're trying to figure out who's actually 
perceiving things wrong. Um, so very cool in that way. It sort of reminds me of maniac. Another show I love. Of course. It's, it's definitely very different. Um, but there's a lot of similarities. I mean, it's a medical, uh, setting. I, I don't know. The show is fantastic. And I haven't even, I've just dipped a toe. It, it and also I'm, al- I'm trying, I'm, I'm already having a hard time following everything, but yeah. in a way I really enjoy, I know I say it a lot. Definitely. This show gets the label of phones down, eyes up. For sure. I blew through the first season so quick. Um, I have not gotten into a show this quick in a long time. And I had a lot of fun watching it. I will say it does get a little lost in the weeds sometimes. Like, I love this show with such an intense passion that when, like, I feel like it's just waffling around with the storyline. I get so upset. Like, all I'm saying is, don't give me an entire dream sequence episode. I don't want that in anything. But I have been obsessed with it. Um, I'm on season two now. Uh, Jemaine Clement plays Oliver Bird. I believe he's referred to, um, or he refers to himself as a jazz beat poet, which I feel like is just such a Jemaine uh, role. Like he has on this, like, uh, like snazzy suit at all times. I've always wanted to go to a, a beat poem event. Yeah. I've, I've... Uh, he does some like beat poetry to new characters when yeah. he meets them. And it's, um, it's really great. Um, but he's a, a gifted astral projector and, uh, so good. In fact, that he does not inhabit his own body anymore. He just lives in the astral plane. Um, he also lives inside of an ice cube. Um, I don't, that's not super important, but it's just I another mean, weird aspect of this show. Yeah, like, you may you have will taken see it a step further than like the average onlooker could, because like I've not seen it and I have no idea why that would exist. I don't really know why he lives in an ice cube either. Um, it's just like part of his character. It's just a. It's a very strange show. It's filmed uh, very uniquely. Can't recommend it enough. Israel's already seen it. Um, let's let's move on. So, just a side note, uh, I know that this show uh, is a show favorite, uh, so we'll just touch on it, because we've talked about it several times before. Uh, we'll never stop talking about it till they bring it back. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jermaine was in one episode uh, of American Dad. Oh. oh. As... <laughs> <laughs> We thought you were doing wrecked. Yeah, yeah I know. And I, did, I, I skipped because I, I was going to immediately ask, wait, this was canceled? But I didn't. So I'm sorry because it is one of my favorites. Chop it together, it. Johnny, I'm or sorry. I'll just do it here. I'll do it again. It is. This next one is a uh, a show favorite um of ours I, I i feel like i can say collectively i know for me in israel for sure i know johnny enjoys it i don't know if i'd say it's a favorite but that being said oh my gosh he's about to burn your house down it's his favorite show of all time are you about to talk about wrecked <laughs> no <laughs> <laughs> i was going what is happening he right was now? going back to you american dad Dad? He, he, re- to he reset for us <laughs> instead of reset to what we thought. Oh my god! Oh, I don't know what's happening That's now. <laughs> beautiful. Oh like, my gosh! What the hell? I'm the 
one who watched the show right. first. I was like, show you guys. What do you I've mean? I've not seen it. I've not seen and that, this. And that's what I was like, oh, it's news to me that Thomas has seen it. Dude, weird. He thinks we're the fans. That's to... one of the funniest things I've seen in the last five years. I was trying to do a short no, bit, skip over American and... Dad. No. You take no, Wrecked because you've important. done it. Oh, it's oh, too man. important. I want Israel to take Wrecked because I've been talking too long. Okay. Jermaine was also in one episode of American Dad as Magunga, Magunga, uh, in the episode Bazooka Steve in 2017. I only mention that because I feel like every time somebody we talk about is in American Dad, yeah, we kind of no, make a I, note of it. I I do like to make a note of it. I, you know, there's a few shows we do that with. Sometimes we miss them. Like I forgot to tell you about J.K. Simmons' episode of SpongeBob. It happens, but uh. Yeah, I remember the episode of Bazooka Steve. It's it's about their like local arena football team, the sh- the Sharks, and like Steve getting the the quarterback to quit. But like, I honestly can't remember. Like Jermaine's voice is so distinct. I can't remember who he was in that. So sorry, sorry, Jermaine. Uh, we've said that you are an extremely important character with a very distinct voice every other time. <laughs> this is not one of those times. <laughs> Wow. All right. So Moving I'm going to take the mic from Thomas here for a moment <laughs> to move from the lampooning to tell you something uh, about a show that lampooned another show. Uh, it's a show we love. It's wrecked. It's one of the funniest shows of all time. It's a parody of Lost. Um, Jermaine Clements in three episodes of it. So a minor character, but we love it so much. We had to tell you it, the series. It's about a group of people stranded on an island. The airplane crash. That's what I mean. When I say it's a parody of Lost. Definitely a comedy. It's on HBO Max. Please go watch it. Please write letters to your local congressman and ask them to renew it. <laughs> yeah. Um, Reese Darby Murray from Flight of the Concords and from working on many of the things we've mentioned. He's also a main character throughout the series and arguably um, the funniest character. Arguably in the that funniest show. character. Arguably the funniest person. Yeah. Um, just one last note about wrecked since we're here again it also stars ginger gonzaga who is a major character in mindy kaling's champions it's all connected we recently talked about her in last week's episode yep nope <clears throat> wasn't last week almost almost depends on when you listen the order you listen to them yeah it could have been yesterday's <laughs> yeah, episode right. right uh so i know i've been talking about so many films and that's crazy for me. One more, though. Quick shout out. The Lego Batman movie. Uh, Jermaine Clement voiced Sauron. Oh, that's dope. The Dark Lord of Middle-Earth. And, little foreshadowing, not our only Lord of the Rings connection this week. <gasps> Can I make a guess at what the next one is? Mm-hmm. Is it Brett in The Hobbit? Nope. Okay. Uh... That's, I mean, if he's in The Hobbit, I mean, is he in The Hobbit? Is that what you're telling me? Brett McKenzie is in The Hobbit as okay. an elf. Okay. It wasn't that. I sent you a video of it last time I watched the series, remember? And I was like, hey, it's Brett. Yeah, I, that sounds familiar. Okay, maybe you don't. <laughs> I hate The Hobbit so much, dude. I don't pay a lot yeah, of attention to that. I hate it, too. Every time I bring it up, That's there's so like a... funny, though. The, 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 like, is it the other obvi- super obvious connection? Like, his comedy duo partner is a character in a major film? No, it's a way more obscure thing. Yeah. <laughs> so and I failed you. Arguably more important because it doesn't have to do with The Hobbit. It I love not. that <laughs> The Flight of the Concords have a song about Frodo. Oh. 
middle of a Lord in the, of the middle Rings of they have a Lord of so the Rings song, and he actually was cast in a Peter Jackson <laughs> yeah. Lord of the Rings film. Uh, that's so goofy. But let's move on. Well, uh, not that he wasn't in it at all, but another show that was co-created, directed, and written by Jemaine Clement is Wellington Paranormal. Do I want to see it so bad. Wellington Paranormal is a New Zealand mockumentary comedy horror television series, um, which first aired on TVNZ2. Um, for all of you non-Kiwis, that sounds like... That's uh, New Zealand. <laughs> yeah, that's a New Zealand thing, uh, similar to like TV2 or whatever it is over there in Britain. The series is a spinoff of the 2014 film What We Do in the Shadows, and it's the first television series in the franchise. Uh, the series was created by uh, Taika Watiti and Jemaine Clement, who wrote, directed, and performed in What We Do in the Shadows. Watiti and Clement serve as the series' executive producers, while Clement directed four of the six episodes in season one. Yeah, so the the reason why there's a distinction that it's, it's the first in the um, what we do in the shadows, it's the first television series, is because... There's also a television series that we're about to talk about called What We Do in the Shadows that is based off of the movie, um, both of which are really great. I really, really want to see this show, but unfortunately, it is not streaming anywhere in the United States as of now. Yeah. I did do some research. It is supposed to premiere on um, the CW and also have a release on HBO Max this summer. Um, this summer is the best I could find out of yeah. multiple news sources. There is no exact release date, but I, I really want to, yeah, I really want to see it. I have seen the movie, what we do in the shadows. And I believe this has two of the same main characters or not main characters. They're like side characters that, um, in the movie that are main characters in this show. Um, I think it's, it sounds really fun. And, uh, Taika Waititi and Jermaine Clement, um, they make funny stuff. Uh, I believe Taika Waititi, like, isn't he directing Thor? Like, yeah, well, he's, yeah, like he's a he's, he's already directed now. a Thor movie. Yeah, yeah, Ragnarok, <clears throat> and he's played a character in uh, that Thor movie. He's like a he's the blue like um, he's like a blue dude in the Thor movies. He's like only in a scene where he's like playing Xbox and they're talking about Noob Master 3000. Oh, yeah. He's yeah, like yeah. the blue alien dude that has a New Zealand accent. Mm. <laughs> Taika Waititi plays him. Anyway, um, I love all that. But So you're Ch telling me. Yeah. There was a movie in 2014 called What We Do in the Shadows. Yes. Then there was a show exclusively on TVNZ2. Just in Starting New in Zealand. 2018 yep. called Wellington Paranormal, yes. which is a spinoff of what we do in the shadows. And then, but then you're also saying that there is a 2019 to present American show called what we do in the shadows, which obviously on, is on FX on FX starring Matt Berry, who we have an episode <laughs> on and Matt Berry is so good at that. Israel. It's so, so great. Let's, Israel, let's talk about it. This is, I feel like a trifecta for you you love the it's it's like a based on a based on a but kind of like yeah too meta too to even meta wrap your head around <laughs> it's you're right I do love it I love it for so many reasons <laughs> um, if including everything we've mentioned but 
also, I mean, the premise is fun. The show is fun. Let me let me mention that to you. It's it's a series that follows four vampire roommates in Staten Island. It stars uh, Kevin Novak, uh, who was also in the increasingly poor decisions of Todd Margaret. Stars Matt Barry, one of our favorites. Toast so of London, good. Snuffbox, so many. Listen to our episode on him. Fantastic. Uh, Natasha Dimitrio, Dimitrio, who was in Fire Saga. I, I believe it's Eurovision Song Contest, the story of Fire Saga. Is that Will, the Will movie? Smith or Will Smith, Will <laughs> Ferrell singing movie uh, on Netflix. Mm, I love that. When when I was looking into this and looking into her, found out that her brother's an actor, Jamie Dimitrio, who I just saw in, recently in Four Weddings and a Funeral. It's all connected. It's all connected. What the heck? Harvey Guillen, Mark, I want to say, Proksh, Proksh, uh, who's Nate from The Office. It's so so many great people. Uh, the first season was still airing when it was renewed for its second season, and then I believe that happened again while the second season was airing. They went ahead and renewed it for a third. It's so successful, so funny. Like I said, set in Staten Island, these. Uh, most the three of them are traditional vampires, and then the one played by Mark from Nate from The Office, he's a an, quote unquote energy vampire. So he just <laughs> sort it. of like works in an office and complains a lot, uh, rather than actually draining people of blood like the other three. <laughs> he's so, the guy who so corners you me. in a party and traps uh, you in a long yeah. conversation and makes you want to leave right. the party. It's it's so funny. There's and a it's lo- also filmed in like a, a um. What is it? A mockumentary style. Yeah, like it's almost like a reality show. Like yeah, it's all sort of, yeah, sort of more like a reality that's, show. That's yeah. what I. Yeah, that's the twist I want to put on it. I, and I also there's a there's a thing where most of the vampires are you know centuries old as vampires often are, and uh, they like don't understand a lot of modern social norms and mores, and they they get a lot of humor out of that. But it's a very funny show, chock full of great actors. Um, You know, I would say start with the movie, watch the movie, because it'll be funny, and then right into the show. It's great. One thing we should mention is Jermaine Clement eventually pops up in the show, but he's not a main character. Um, He is a main character in the movie. Right. Um, and but of course the, I show... love seeing Jermaine Clement, but, uh, the cast is so great. Matt Barry right. is great. Well, he's still um, got his hands on it. He's still, yeah. you know, he's writing and directing. Yeah. And like you said, late, he does, he, he does, does make his, he appearance. does make an appearance. So you will, you will not go Jermaine Clementless. Uh, so Clement, you know, we've already mentioned he, uh, a lot of, a lot of great stuff he's been in. He's been in, you know, of course, too many things to mention. Uh, he's done a lot of voice acting. Uh, a lot of which has been for you know I know we talked about Moana a lot of it a lot of it's been more geared toward kids uh, something in that vein he is in the show Kiri and Lou which is an animated series made for children it's a stop motion show it like uses it's like handmade creatures uh, with clay and they're like the background made of paper cutouts hmm. uh, it's like five minute episodes for kids about Kiri and Lou, these two prehistoric creatures. I, th- I think they're both dinosaurs. Um, you know, singing and playing games with their friends, learning them to deal with the emotions of childhood. It's you know, it's a it's a good wholesome kids show. Um, it's written and directed 
by Harry Sinclair. And Harry Sinclair mostly works behind the camera. He's written and directed for 90210, um, other stuff. But we actually all know him for one of his on-screen performances. The creator of Kiri and Lou, writer and director Harry Sinclair, is Isildur. <laughs> the... <laughs> last high king of Gondor and Arnor before the fall and you know eventually Aragorn spoiler alert Aragorn reclaims the throne as a Sealdor's heir Harry Sinclair he was a Sealdor he chopped <laughs> off Sauron's finger a character that not in the same adaptation but that Clement voiced um went on to Throw make Kiri and Lou no I yeah. Yep. Batman. Yep. He took the ring for himself, and now he's teaching your kids, <laughs> he's teaching kids how to share. That's what's wrong with the world. Kids. I just we thought got it, was, it, sealed to it was just such a crazy connection to me that I had to tell you. I oh, had to is, tell you. That is wild. Oh man. <laughs> if you click on the S in performances, you can bring up. Sinclair's IMDb to help me remember. (laughs) So I know he's only in one episode, but can you tell me a little bit about the year of the rabbit? Or it's not the year, it's just year of the rabbit. Uh, Yeah, I mostly wanted to mention it because we talked about it on the Matt Berry episode, and we've talked about Matt Berry already earlier in this episode. Just another connection. I want to talk about Matt Berry again in another episode. For sure. But you're right, it is. Uh, Year of the Rabbit is set in London in the 1800s, follows a group of Victorian detectives, including Detective Inspector Eli Rabbit, which is Matt Berry. Um, I gotta assume, just because they enjoyed working together in the past, they were partnered up again for you know Clement to do an episode of this. Um, check it out. I believe you can do so on the Amazing Prime. Nice. Um, I want to talk about Tig and Seek. Um, it's a show that aired from 2020, so it's very new to present. Um, Jemaine Clement is a main role. It is an animated series created by Mike Chillian, who previously served as a designer on Rick and Morty, as well as a writer and artist on Uncle Grandpa. Um, that's a... Uh, comedy, not a, a Cartoon Network show. Um, Mike Chillian, the creator, voices the main character, Tig. Um, other voice actors include Wanda Sykes and Rich Fulcher. Beside, uh, uh, it's aside from Jermaine Clement, um, all those people are main roles. But it's a, it follows the adventures of Tig, an eight-year-old detective, and his cat, Gweeseek as they solve cases and um, retrieve lost items from the department of lost and found. Um, I like, I, I watched like five episodes of this show and it's honestly really enjoyable. I, I, I have trouble with that because I, in my mind, I'm like, what, what is a children's show anymore? And like, what is uh, like, I love adventure time and, like all like I like Cartoon Network stuff. Like, um, what was the other one? Um, Gravity Falls. Like, I really like that. And kids like that. And like this is a kid show, I believe. 
but it's honestly really enjoyable with just like some really good clean jokes. And as you guys know, I just really like watching animated things. Like I enjoy um, like the art style. Uh, I like the art style of this. Um, and like I said, Rich Fulcher is a voice in it. He's also um, Matt Berry's like comedy sidekick in um, Snuffbox. And like, I just think he's so funny. And of course, Wanda Sykes is very funny. Um, I found this very enjoyable. I mean, so like I would recommend like if I guess the way I'd frame this is if you're trying to relax and go to bed and have something on that you can watch and maybe pull out your phone and like you're trying somebody. you're trying like, to not say if you're into kids shows because like, like that's, I, like, that that's, that's weird, the downfall but... when you say that because like there are kids shows that I enjoy but like when you recommend something be like well if you're into horror movies you'd like this but like, but, like it's not you would never... kid jokes like it's not yeah. stupid it's honestly yeah. like there's some funny like clever jokes that are like geared for adults like any good Disney movie. Like, yeah, or, like, honest... or like Pixar. There's plenty yeah. of content in there for adults that is not adult content. No, it's just like a little wink at the uh, like the adults yeah. that are, uh, you know, definitely watching this with their kid. Like, hey, here's yeah. a joke for you. And um, this show is full of it and it's enjoyable. And uh, I love the voice actors. So I, I'm probably going to watch more. And I did not mean to spend this much time on it, but I, I just really... It was a surprise to me. I really liked it. I've never seen this. I've never heard of this until like until we started planning for uh, doing this episode. Same. But but reading reading the line that says uh, basically the 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 short explanation: an eight year old detective and his cat. Uh, it gives me it gives me um, vibes of that cartoon. Do you guys know what I'm talking about in the the big books? Oh man. Uh, it was a kid and his stuffed animal that looked almost like Tigger, and I cannot. Do you know what I'm talking about? Calvin and Hobbes. Calvin and Hobbes. Oh, okay. That's the vibes I get just from just from reading that. I mean, I've never like read. I, that's a cartoon strip, as far as I yeah, know. Yeah, it's a comic right? strip. Com- uh, a comic I think strip. what I owned was like collections of that comic strip. I don't know where it was printed. I mean, it might but... have like taken um, some kind of uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for paid homage to it or something. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Inspiration. Inspiration. That's what it, it might have, like, taken some kind of inspiration from it, but I've honestly never read those comics. I read, Dude, I've read multiple volumes of collections of it. Yeah, and I, it's, I have too. It's a similar vibe <laughs> to, like, kids... I could read it as, like, yeah. a nine-year-old, but then going back and read... Like, I found them when I cleaned out my right. room when I got married, right. and I read it through them, and I was like, oh, my, there's a lot of gold in here for adults. That yeah. is, it's not dirty, but no. it's definitely a higher-brow comedy that, like, you get the basic comedy when you're a kid. You reread it, you get the adult comedy later on. And I on. feel like that might be, like, just, like, the best version of comedy that can be seen as an adult and as a child. Like, that has to be so hard to come up with. Um, I feel yeah. like this show does it, and it was really enjoyable. And, of course, um, like I've already said, I love Rich Fulcher, and I feel he plays, like, a dog character, and he's always, like, doing his screaming voice as the dog. <laughs> and I love his – I just think it's so funny. Um, like I said, it's uh, it's on HBO Max. Check it out. Tig, I'm, I'm gonna, Tig and Seek. I'm going to watch it. Yeah. So like, I, you'll you'll I, enjoy it. I know I that you were trying to like sell it to people. And be like, it's not weird to like a kids show, but like, it's not, and it's not weird to watch kids movies. And I'm specifically sold. I made that connection between, and I know I'm not expecting Calvin and Hobbes, but like, 
you're saying like the kid comedy, the adult comedy, I'm sold. I'm no. going to go watch it. Like there was, there was some clever jokes where I was like, Oh, that works on two different <laughs> levels. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, super clever. Well, I, th- I feel like we're, we're pretty much wrapping up here with, uh, the things that we've seen and love and want to talk about of Jermaine Clement's work in, uh, media, especially and particularly TV. Cause we, them TV boys, of course, uh, I did want to, shout out uh some upcoming projects and i know i know this is record breaking amount of times that i'm mentioning movies but this fact is just too interesting to me yeah um jermaine clement plays dr ian garvin in the upcoming avatar two three four and five whoa so and you mean <laughs> Avatar, not a- the Avatar, correct? I'm talking about James Cameron's Avatar. Avatar, deep which sea explorer. Came out in 2009. James Cameron, yeah. and he 2009 he, is when it 2009, came out. 2009, and they're waiting yes. till the 20s. And then, well, here's the thing: he said that he was going to make many, many sequels, and he said he was going to make them all at once. I truly believe they're all farther along than anyone knows. I think there's a lot of NDAs about stuff in production and post-production and pre-production. I, but like, I would not be shocked at all if two and three are already completely done. I would be That's not very so shocked wild. if four and five so, were close to done. Like, but I think what's so cool about making like the fact that he's going to try to make these all at once is unlike say Harry Potter or, uh, Star Wars. Star Wars. There's not gonna be re- like review influence. There's not gonna be fan outrage or love influence on the movies in between the movies because they're already made. If they're not gonna be able to change things in three that people reacted to in a way they didn't expect in two, because three will already be done. Yeah, and has. A media lover, like, sure, I I love going and seeing the latest action flick where they're going to shoot the bad guys and the good guy almost dies and then wins. I love the the regular quote-unquote popcorn movie experience, don't get me wrong, but the idea that this is going to be a, like, long-running artistic vision that's not going to be changed by how people feel is intriguing to me okay so i, I cannot just, wait that, yeah I, I totally agree i i can't wait to see these movies so was the time delay so like they wrote the first one the movie came out it was one of the highest grossing films of all time and then for the next 10 years they wrote so sequels one through five and then started filming like was it just like we're gonna write all the sequels all at once and then like I think they're applying the same long. the same formula they used for the first one. He had been he had been building Avatar the original dude since the late nineties. I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Like it, yeah. he took a long time because he built a new type of CGI yeah, in like order to the, make that movie. When he started, when he started the idea for Avatar, the yeah. technology didn't exist for him to make Avatar. And so that's why I think it came out in 2009 to begin with was like waiting for that. I don't know. Up. It just like, it surprises me, I guess. I mean, he's, he's cemented himself himself as like one of the highest grossing movie directors or whatever of all time. He did Titanic, right? Yeah. But it, it surprises me that 
he's that confident that he can make a movie in 2009 and then make five sequels 12 years later. Four. No, but four there's going to be five like, movies in total. But like, yeah. you're not wrong. It's just that, 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 wild it, that it's me. wild. Like, I don't think but, anybody else could even get close to doing But I that. really, like, I think he's going to do it. And, you know, not that but I. I'm going to watch him. So. I'm going to watch him. I enjoyed. And hey, I it's got Jermaine Avatar. Clement in it. It so. was a little. Well, it was a little Pocahontas for me, but uh, I wasn't allowed to watch that movie. Yeah, and you shouldn't because it it's showed. historically inaccurate. Midriff. Hey, hey, <laughs> it's a fun time. Just put a disclaimer: this isn't historically accurate. But I'm just saying, it's a Disney movie. It's you fun. you direct the Terminator. <laughs> you come back and direct Terminator Two: Judgment Day. Yeah. You direct yourself, uh, Aliens. I feel like. Arguably, you can do whatever you want to do, and I'll and I'll love it. <laughs> you know, I'll say it. I think that like really the only uh, you know ding on the veneer of Cameron's career is, is of course the Titanic. Not just because you know saw that end coming mile away. Well, yeah, I mean the obviously <laughs> we all knew a mile away. Uh, I mean, <laughs> that was I, a good I mean, joke. I was just like two minutes in. I'm like, wait a minute. Well, hey, this um, boat sanks. But, uh, <laughs> I have one more thing to mention. Tell um, me, mention it. That I did not put in the outline, and that is Keep it that's secret, a surprise. keeping it safe. Yeah. Lord of the Rings reference. No, it's um. <laughs> so the Flight of the Concords, they have a live um, album that is on HBO Max. It's uh, I think it's live from London. And it's from 2018. So it's Recent. like them as like older guys. And uh, they do some new songs. They do some old songs. But specifically what I wanted to say is um, like they're, they're live from London album and the, their appearance on One Night Stand in 2005, way back when they were uh, young guys, is like they mix their stage personas with like their songs like it's almost like it's almost stand-up comedy mixed with so like their their comedy music mm. um they they do funny anecdotes and they kind of play like funny versions of themselves like almost like the the tv versions of themselves on stage like it's not just funny music like listen to the interludes it's like that album is also on um, spotify if you want to listen to it like listen to the interludes it's all it's like it is a well thought out show in its entirety songs and uh just like crowd banter and all um <clears throat> but yeah that's on hbo max um i know i've made you watch some of it how, so how do you because the show television show Flight of the Concords is also on HBO Max. Yeah. Are you typing in the same thing to get this to come up? How are you? Uh yeah. Um okay. actually, you know what I did? I just typed in in HBO Max, I just typed uh Jermaine Clement. Okay. You could just put his name into HBO Max and it will pull up um Flight of the Concords, they're live uh, in London and and One Night Stand and everything that we've talked about really. Yeah. Um All right. or, but yeah. Uh, highly recommend those. I I listen to those songs in my car on the way to work and on the way home sometimes just to cheer me up because they uh, they make me laugh every time. I just think they're genuinely very funny people and um, that it just makes me happy listening to those albums. Well, I can believe it. I've I've listened to Jermaine Clement in my car 
uh, as recently as on my way here to the studio today. So wow. I certainly get it. I didn't listen to this. I listened to stuff from the show. Yeah. But I'm sure hey, it's fantastic. Also, don't sleep on the radio show, guys. Check it out. Yeah. Like, it's it's really cool. If you really like um, Fly of the Concords, the show, the radio show is the same thing, but in a little slightly different format and uh, maybe some different jokes that you haven't heard yet. I've had such a fun time tonight. Uh, Jermaine Clement is um, one of my favorite people on TV. And I was so excited when I thought of like, oh, wait, we could do this guy. Um, it's been a fun, he's, it's been a fun episode. He's, he's a jam. He's fantastic. He's one of the most talented and funniest people out there. Definitely. I mean, fly to the Concords. I feel like is the cornerstone of my Jermaine Clement love. So yeah. maybe, maybe start there, but honestly, anything he's done fantastic he deserves to be talked about at length and for much longer than we have time for but because of that second half of that statement let's neither dilly nor dally i will do neither <laughs> and and move right along to our next segment here on the tv boys and that's what 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 what, what have you been watching this week israel what have you been watching this week so i've been watching this week uh, besides, of course, all the things that we've talked about already, actually something that we mentioned last week, hmm. and that is HBO's Oz. Oh, you've you've got, you've dug in uh, deeper. I I have. <laughs> I certainly, without having an in depth conversation with you as an individual, um, could not and would not recommend it to anyone without that conversation first. Like, hey, so you're um, still you're gonna see some rough it's, stuff. It it might be the most challenging show for me personally that I've ever watched. It's sort of like I don't want to use any like gross macabre examples like the but that I know there's like a common phrase about like a like a car wreck, you can't look away. Like it, it, mm. it, it's like that part of you, yeah. But also, just the the part of me that likes to study TV as a medium, that likes to study um, acting as a medium, just doing somersaults over figuring out like what it is they're really trying to tell me, what it is, like why you made this, the actors who agreed to it, like what it is they believe is that why, or is this just a paycheck? The writers, like it's. I don't know how else it's, it's it's the most challenging show. I think it's one of the most challenging shows I've ever seen. Possibly the most, like I said, I'm not recommending it to anyone. Maybe do some research on it before you decide to watch any of it. It's on HBO. We talked about it last week. It's Oz. It's, it's a thing. Nice. All right. Who's, who's next? Well, Hey, I would love to go next. Um, All right. Hey, Johnny. What you been watching this week? So this week, uh, I have been watching that damn Michael Che. Um, it is a, sh a show that just came out on HBO Max. Hey, is um, that the name of it? Yes, that's what it's called. It's called that damn Michael well, Che. You can't do that. You can't be. You can't cuss a swear there's right a, in the title. There's a cuss and swear right in the middle of the title. <laughs> um, so this is, of course, like uh, written uh, by a main character. It's it's Michael Che. If you don't know who that is, he's a um, weekend update anchor uh, currently on SNL. Um, he is black, 
and that is a big part of this whole it's it's a sketch comedy series and um there is a lot of racial things brought up in this comedy series and um i just thought it was uh i thought it was really funny but i thought it was also really interesting um coming from him um because like he as far as i know like he his background is like he was brought up like in the inner city around gangs and people like being shot by gang violence and he brings that up um in this uh in this comedy series and like it's all it's like half it's half him like putting a mirror on his own childhood and what it was like growing up in the inner city and also trying to make jokes out of some more funny aspects of that so it's like it's sobering and funny at the same time um but i i personally i'm a big fan of michael che uh i've watched the stand up i really like him and colin jost um on the weekend update on snl but yeah uh it just came out is uh i think executively produced by lauren michaels uh the creator of snl or executive producer of snl so um yeah it's it's a lot of fun and uh a little tough sometimes but um, I had a lot of fun watching it. I thought, I think you guys might as well. Hey, Thomas, what you been watching this week? Israel, you know what time it is. It's for all it's mankind for all time. Man. Again. Okay. <laughs> it's that good. Hey, Thomas Johnny. Is- jo- I'm sorry, Thomas. I would love for you to tell me a little bit more about for all mankind. Yeah. Uh, we were We were promised something. I cut that out. I cut <laughs> oh, it out. Oh, you cut it out. <laughs> Didn't I? Did he cut it? I didn't listen to the whole episode. I cut it out in that episode. Nobody knows. You You editing out out a promise to me doesn't (laughs) make me not (laughs) promise. I totally forgot. I'm so sorry. I have Israel. Israel, I have a credit card that we can buy a bunch of recording equipment with. Yeah. Do you have a space that we can set it all up in? No. (laughs) The true TV boys. (laughs) TV boys. Two or TV Boys original, <laughs> not liars for all mankind, the boys. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, right. it is. Uh, it's a space show, right? Hey, it's a, It's I'm an alternate history it. space show regarding uh, the basically like reality. It ends at almost the beginning. Yeah, it's like the first. I'd say the first few minutes of the first episode of the first season. You could argue our uh, our current reality. After that, it's immediately alternate history. Right. Um, and then everything moving forward is alternate history from, like, the 60s through, I think, now in the 80s. There's an interesting butterfly effect of, like, you know, major situations that did happen in history, you know, either happening the exact same or going slightly different or going the opposite as a fallout of this divergence from what we consider our universe's history. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, I've talked about it. I, at least half a dozen times since you recommended it. Actually, <laughs> so, I think I almost pulled a Jonathan and like you recommended it a bunch of times as you were watching it. And I was like, yeah, whatever. It's an Apple thing. And like, I don't have that yet. So I'm not paying for it. And then like Apple was like, hey, I know that like you don't aren't into our service, but like you can watch the first episode of any of our series for free. And I was like, all right, whatever. Like bet. And watched it and immediately signed up to watch episode two. <laughs> right. And so like so, and then like it's it's all history from there. Are you there. caught up? Have you have no you no I'm not yet? caught up. I so uh, close. 
Yeah, like I'm I'm pretty close. Nice. I could binge for a, a few hours and just be completely caught up, but I mean, um, Joel Kinnaman I'm, is great. And... I'm savoring it, kind of, dude. It's almost like what you That's did, not a bad way what to you're go. trying to do yeah. with uh, with Flight of the Concords, except I will finish it eventually. Yeah. I know I have like a year before I see the next stuff. And so, like, I'm trying to be like, when I can't stand it anymore. Hey, when, I... the, when the alcoholism itch that is not watching for all mankind kicks in, that's when I'm like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give in here and just take a, take a sip. Hey, I feel like we've all found like a show that we, we've loved so much that we've savored. We've gone yeah. slow. And yeah, like, I and don't want to rush for, through it. Not for lack of wanting to binge it. Like, no, it's I just want like, to binge it. I know I'm going to love the rest of this, so I want to take yeah, it slow. I'm, I think I did that with uh, Dirk Gently, or at least I tried to. That being said, that wraps up my uh, what I've been watching this week. And uh, if you have not seen For All Mankind... Uh, Thomas will drive to your house and watch it with you. I will. If That's you don't, if you don't have you. an Apple subscription, I'll drive to your house and sign in to my drive, Apple subscription and watch. He'll fly. I, I will. He's don't. got time on his hands. He wants to watch it with you. I've got. To, I this don't have to wake up have to till, work 11. till eleven. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't have to work till eleven tomorrow. He will fly tonight, right now. He'll Give get... him some fanfare. <laughs> uh, listen, 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 listen. We love TV so much. That's why we can't stop talking about it. But at this point, it's getting late. We got to stop talking about it. So a little shopkeeping for you. Thank you for listening. Here's a thing you could do. Please make sure you're subscribed. It's way, it's just better that way. You don't have to remember to download on Mondays. Just subscribe. Leave us a review. That'd be great. Share the show with a friend. That'd be 10 times better than anything else you could do today. Uh <laughs> Uh, we'd love to hear from you what you think about For All Mankind, a show you should have already finished watching. Uh, Jermaine Clement, any of the other shows we talked about, what we should talk about in the future. Specifically, specifically, what I would love to hear from you is what's an actor or writer or producer who makes great TV that we should talk about? Tell me. And I'll make a whole episode about them. I'm telling you right now. You can do that at The TV Boys Pod on Instagram. You can also do that at The TV Boys on Twitter. We would love to hear from you. I think I, I think that we're wrapping up here. Do you guys have anything else you, you got to get off your chest before we sign off? Do you guys want to see a picture of Jermaine Clement's lips? Nice. They look like yours. That's a specific they, flight of the Concords <laughs> reference. She's like, you want to see a picture of, of Jermaine's lips? I love it. You're a comedy king. Hey, uh, um, I just wanted to thank everybody who has listened so far and has uh, shared the show. Um, we love that. Thank you so much. Um, we're flattered. Uh, can't wait to talk to you next week. I've been Johnny. I'm Izzy. Oh. Well, I'm also Izzy, and go ahead. And I'm Thomas. And watch another episode, and we will talk to you next week. Thank you. That was tender. Those were, it, it was extra tender because those were Jermaine's lips. Oh, oh you, you kissed with another man's lips? Do you guys, Why didn't you tell me uh, Did you?